You are now tuned into the Cosmic Convos Podcast. I'm your humble host, Harut. And I got my good brother over here, Brother Ra. How you doing? Enjoying a living life. That's about it, man. What about yourself? Hey, man, no complaints. No complaints. No complaints or whatnot, man. Just, uh, man, trying to navigate through these these tech issues, man. (laughs) We... We willing and dealing, and then you know, yeah, seem like we in a Mercury retrograde, right? Man, it's, like it. <laughs> we in a we in a something, man. They you know they, but you know what? Uh, I've been seeing a lot of people struggle streaming lately <laughs> on YouTube, so it's some it's some things going I have on. To. I have to. <laughs> indeed, yeah, sure, indeed, indeed. But you know, as usual, make sure you like and subscribe to this channel. Um, you know, shout out to all the listeners out there. And whatnot, everybody tuning in live. You know, apologies for the delay. We've been working out some little kinks and stuff like that, trying to make sure everything is right. But uh, you know, we 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 are getting it on point or whatnot. But um, you know, um, as usual, this episode is brought to you by the Push It Forward Podcast Network, um, Calo Perushish Astrology, and our good people over there on Patreon. What not, you know, shout out to all of them and stuff like that, um, you know, um, and if you're interested in, you know, contributing to the show, asking questions and different things like that. And we do have exclusive episodes on Patreon for sure. Um, definitely check us out on Patreon. You can find all of um, our links and everything at Push It Forward, um, P-U-S-H-I-T-F-W-D on Instagram, or you can just go to pushitforward.com, P-U-S-H-I-T-F-W-D.com. That's where you can find everything. Um, that we, um, you know, got going on in reference to this podcast and the other podcasts, a part of the Push It Forward Network. All right. That is the Single Dad Podcast and the Plant Based With Love Podcast. So definitely make sure you check those out as well. Brother Ra, how can the people get up with, um, get up with you? Uh, you can hit me up via IG or Facebook. Shechem Ra is the tag or you can... Hit me up via astrology at gmail.com. And yes, the website is still in the works, still being worked out. You know, when you get somewhere and you say, you know what, we got to get back to doing it right. They do it over and it's a process. So it is still coming, but um, that will be hopefully within the next couple of weeks. So definitely stay tuned. Indeed, indeed. Shout out to that. Whatnot. Indeed, indeed, you know. Um, so here we are. We're at episode 11. 
of season four. We making good strides here or whatnot. You know, we um, you know, got some interesting things we want to talk about today. Um, since we're running a little behind schedule a little bit, um, I think it'll be a good idea for us to go ahead and um jump in or whatnot to um, you know, some some introductory you news, some transit things that we got going on. So uh what 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 you got for us, Ra? Um, you know, if you've been watching the news lately, if you've been keeping up on current events, if you, you know, uh, do a pulse check and kind of see what's going on in the world today, um, you're going to be at some point, point, uh, hit with, or, um, alarmed with the floodings, right. That are going on. And, uh, you know, folks, you got to understand when I mentioned floodings, I'm not just talking about, you know, like uh, a flood in your hometown or it rains and we have, you know, um, excess water. Uh, that's a flood, right? I'm talking not biblical proportions, but definitely catastrophic proportions. Right. Um, in astrology, you know, we talk about the planets as they move. You know, it's always an as above, so below type process. So the spiritual weather kind of precedes the physical weather and uh, in the heavens in 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 the sky the spiritual weather has been really turbulent has been really rough um, for the past week really we've had some challenging um, shifts and that one Venus went from cancer right which is a water sign and I'm gonna keep referring back to water and you'll see why in a minute Cancer was in a water sign. It moved over into fire, fire sign as of the 16th of July. So that's one planet that crosses from a water sign to a fire sign. Now, as of yesterday, as of July 20th, we also had a planet crossover from a water to a fire sign. We had Mars leaving its debilitated state into moving into Leo as of yesterday. So these are two planets that cross over a very specific point in a chart. And these this point or these points are called Gandanta zones. You probably heard a lot of astrologers talk about them, but not really understand what they are or kind of how to relate them to things. Right. And so when you begin to understand, Gandanta zones are areas of the zodiac where there is a water sign, right? And there is a break between the water sign and the fire sign. And you say, well, I thought all signs had breaks. Well, not necessarily. In this tradition, in this science, we have a system that is called the nakshatras. Right. And the nakshatras cover or overlap all of the signs except unto until it gets to the water signs. And then it stops. There's a hard stop. And then there's a hard begin at the fire sign. So between right, Pisces and Aries is a Gandanta zone. And Gandanta zones are usually right around 29 degrees, right? Zero degrees, maybe one degree the sign. So between 29 degrees of the ending of one sign to one degree of the next, 28 degrees is almost Gandanta. It's it's board it's borderline. But that 29th degree, zero degree, and first degree are key crucial degrees between water and fire signs. And so what happens is um, these are called Gandanta zones. Gandanta literally means it's a knot, right? Um, it's a knot or something that's tied that has to be what? Broken. Broken. And so 
you know, knots, you know, when you, you know, if you've ever had a shoestring back in the day and, you know, you had that knot that was just so tight in there, you couldn't get it out. The only way you could get it out is through force, right? Through having something intercede and bust open that knot, right? Well, that's what those Gandanta zones do. They're knots. They're kind of like points that are where you have, it's, uh, it's a, it's a drop off. It's a cutoff. It's a, it's a serious divide. And so it's like a wall that you have to punch through. And on the other side, whatever is behind it spills out. Well, water is what's behind it. So Pisces, Cancer, Scorpio, right? Wherever Pisces ends, Aries begins, Gandanta. Cancer and Leo, Gandanta. Scorpio and Sag, Gandanta. So that means that whenever there's something coming from a water sign to a fire sign, there is a release. And so the release is the water that we're seeing. Um, you got to understand this is not the average type of flooding. We're talking serious, major flash floods. And, and, and take for granted, it would be different if it was one part of the world. This is all of the northern hemisphere, folks, because we're going through our summer seasons, right? That's when the rain begins to increase, like the, what you can say, monsoon in a way. Not monsoon in the sense of winter, but in the sense of our rains, we, we, we increase our rains. Right. So when the rain increases in the northern hemisphere, when it's summertime, right, water is abounding. Well, we've had planets cross over Gandanta zones two years ago, right? Every two years, Mars will pass a Gandanta zone every two years. In fact, I mean, it's going to pass one in January, January to 2022. So this happens, right? But this not, it's not summertime in, 2020, in January. It's cold. So there's no torrential rain to release. Right. In the fall. Right. Or whenever, excuse me, when Mars crosses over Scorpio. Right. It's not it's not it's not the summer energy. Cancer is that summertime energy. And so that is literally when we get all of our inundation, all of our water. And so around the world, number one, Europe is underwater, folks. Almost. I think it's 150 bodies they've counted so far. Right. There's sinkholes that are massive, I'm talking about ma bigger than houses, right? I mean, I'm not talking about like one little part of Europe. I'm talking about the majority of the countries in Europe are being flooded out. And people say, well, what about global warming? Absolutely. When the sea levels r rise, you're going to have, and they, there's reports, you, there's videos, I think, I don't know, you might have seen them, brother. There's videos on YouTube that talk about the lands that will be underwater in the next 20 to 30 years. Yep. Uh, right. New Orleans. So it's not unheard of. Yeah, New Orleans, uh, Maryland, I think part of, you know, something yep. you know, else. New Orleans, of parts of Florida. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. This is 20 years is going to be underwater. So when you have these global warming crises, when there's these meltdowns and the temperatures have been obviously higher, right? Than normal, we've had droughts in the West Coast for you know, um, for a while. So these extremes, right? You know, these are extreme weather patterns. Gandanta zones are extremes; they're not um, easy areas to navigate. And so when you see this, you see flooding. So yeah, okay, we it would we could still say it, and it would be true with Europe. That would be one hundred percent true. But not only in Europe, right? in America, 
um, uh, Alabama was re- uh, reported with flooding. Right. A couple days ago, January 20th. <laughs> right. Um, Arizona was reported with flooding. Right. Two days July ago. 20th, July 20th. Now, July 20th, yeah. July 20th. Right. So, folks, it's right there. Now, those are those are, you know, cases that we can see. But China. China. Do you know that they have reported that within the last four days, one year of rain has fallen in China? That's crazy, right? One year of rain has accumulated and amassed within four days. That's serious. These people, there was a, 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 a providence, a providence, it's a providence or a city. That was about to be flooded. 71,000 people. I think 18 to 21 people have been reported dead so far. Right? 70,000 people. If the dam breaks or whatever that levy, the dam or levee breaks, 70,000 people are going to be washed off. So this is, you know, not biblical, but definitely global as far as the torrential downpours and what people are witnessing with regards to this Gundanta zone being broken. And people say, why do you say that being broken? Because Mars is a planet that penetrates, it pierces, it punctures, it pushes through. See, Venus, when it went over, right, we had some, you know, June, June, uh, July 16th, there were some reports of flooding in Europe. But when Mars busts through, now we have all of the northern hemisphere and every major area, every major country, I mean country, but major part of the particular um, northern hemisphere has been flooded. So consider, right? I mean, America, Europe, China, those are all major world powers, all been flooded. So this Gandanta zone is real this is the time to take note so that when things happen in the future you can always refer back to these little moments to say you know what i remember that happening what's going to happen now is it a repeat that's how we begin to learn from the past that's how we use the past and people will say live in the now that is the worst thing to tell someone you live in the now while preparing for the future by analyzing and understanding the past man is a trifold being He's body, mind, and spirit means we meaning we have the past, present, and future always at our disposal. So don't listen to these corny gurus talking about living in the now. That's the worst thing to took because if animals live in the now, right? Man has the capacity to do all three, right? Easily. We're not this, you know, monopolar childlike being. But nonetheless, I digress. Just as a side note, these times are very key and crucial to pay attention to because what you're going to begin to see is patterns. As you study astrology over the years, you begin to see a repetition of things. You're going to see right next year, right? Not won't be this type of flooding, but it will be similar, right? In other parts of the country. And also keep in mind that when we have summer, they have winter. When we have winter, they have summer. So watch what happens in our winter right down south because they'll be hitting a gandanta zone in remember in our winter their summer so i just want to make that side note to really kind of talk about the current events that are going on with regards to this flooding because mars does rule land and land slides right is something that is happening in these countries 
landslides is literally Mars in Cancer or Mars coming from a water sign to a fire sign. The release of energy, the release of that land, the moving of that land. So, you know, this is a way that we begin to analyze and study and correlate those particular planetary placements on Earth. So with that, we're going to jump into the next subject. But I don't know, brother, do you have anything to say or you know, kind of comment on uh, what's going on? No, just, you know, uh, one thing I did want to point out is that, um, you know, if you guys are familiar with, I uh, like to look at the transit sometimes on the circular chart or whatnot. This is the zone right here. You see Mars sitting right mm -hmm. here, crossing that line between Cancer here for and the Leo. Whatnot, and it's sitting right here mm -hmm. right now. This is real mm -hmm. time right now. Or whatnot. Actually, it's a little. There it is. Yeah, yeah, that's real time. Real time. Might be a little. Right on, right on, right. Yeah. So you see, Mars is right there in that zone. He's right on. What's the degree? Uh, what's the degree of Mars? One what degree, one degree? Zero minutes. degrees. One. One degree. Right. So, just mindful that these last four days, one year has one year of rain has fallen. That's a lot of water, folks. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is China. Right, not not one state, a country. One year's rain has fallen in four days. That's a that's a that's. Let's put it this way: if it did that for thirty days, it would be biblical proportions. Oh. That's how much water it is. Oh yeah, right. If that happened for thirty, that's let's say ten days, even ten days, that will be almost biblical proportions. Right, and it's been because you're at you're at, you're literally taking one year's of rain in four days. Yeah, it's been That's coming a lot of water. It's been coming down um, over here in um, you know in Atlanta and uh, in different places. It's been it's been raining pretty heavily, pretty heavily, pretty pretty significant rain every day. Mm -hmm. Usually we'll get like a quick shower and that's but wow. this has been like hardcore rain. It's been coming down. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah, I mean, we get a little bit here, but we're more on the West Coast, so we're part of a drought kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. So we, we take it. We have right. more of a drought kind of thing. <laughs> we take yeah, actually, that's what's happening, yeah, right? We, we take All the rain we missed, y'all getting dumped on. And then Europe and China getting the rest of it, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. All right. So, so you know, because that jet stream, it wraps around the world. Exactly. You know? So we have one person. So, you know, this is not a tropical chart. This is just a circular chart. That's not, it's not unique to, to tropical. Right. Yeah. The format is just circular, but the but the data is 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 uh, sidereal. Indeed, yeah. Because yep. if you look at the planets, if you look at the planets, you see Mars at one degree. If it was actually Western, Mars would be at twenty five degrees. Mm -hmm. Right, right, indeed. Yeah, there's a bunch of. If different you're looking styles. at the chart, right? If you're if you're looking at the sun, the sun would be basically. Yeah, there's like five styles. You have northern, southern, eastern. There's another Eastern, and then there's another. There's like five, right? But the most involved one is the circular or the, or there you go, right? North. Or the square chart, the Southern or Northern. That's the Northern, right? Yep. That's the South. So, but yeah, that's definitely right on the money. That's South, right? That's another Southern style, yeah. Indeed. Indeed. What now? Yeah, but that's the Southern style. I'm pretty, I'm pretty but, sure you're you not know, the only person. Right there, you can see so. Mars is on the cut. So thank you for, for, for putting that comment in. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah, good looking, Owani. Good looking. So 
you know, just study these points. Relate them to the southern hemisphere. When Mars goes into his Gondanta zone at the end of January, look at the southern hemisphere, right? If you see the summer hemisphere, there's a lot. Now, it's not only rain and weather patterns. It can be murders. It can be uh, mass events that go wrong, right? It just depends on what's going on at the time. But you'll notice something of a nature where if there's a release, Right or there's an over there's an over torrential pour of things. You'll hear some people say that Gandanta zones are like drowning, right? It could be. I mean, if you look at it from the perspective of flooding, it does. I mean, there have people that have been drowned. Hundred and some odd people are drowned. Have been had died from drowning. Mm -hmm. So I could say drowning is related to Gandanta zones, but it's really being more overwhelmed. Right. Being taken over by something, being inundated, being um, bombarded. Right. That's what Gandanta zones do. Right. It's uncontrollable. It's unfathomable. It's like being on a cliff and jumping off, you know, into the abyss. You're falling. It's a free fall. Right. You can't control anything. Oh, yeah. It's like I skydiving without a parachute. You know, you, don't, you feel like I'm at the edge of a zone and I'm coming off of a cliff falling into something that's bottomless that's how it's overwhelming right yeah it's I, too much it's I almost could, too I, much to handle i could definitely attest to that right i mean you got a planet there yeah yeah, yeah. i mean because you know I mean, I mean just just feeling the gandanta zone I, I felt it i it, just in general like mm -hmm. just the way how things been moving around me the different things that i've been doing and stuff like that you felt the break yeah boom you know yeah, like, like that situation, exactly, exactly. That break, that release. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you'll feel it. You know, the transits are palpable. You know, if you're paying attention, they're palpable. Right. You know, you can feel them. You can sense what's going on if you're aware. Right. You'll feel more proud right now. People will feel more empowered because Mars is in Leo. Right. Yeah. The pride will come at a higher cost as well. I, mean, I can tell you firsthand, right? Because I got some definite planets there. So, yeah, the pride will come off. The ego will be boosted, right? You'll have more uh, drive and ambition to exact your dreams and goals, right? So, you know, definitely you're going to feel Mars and Leo. Like you felt Mars and Cancer, that hair trigger energy, right? Being on hairs and standing on in, right? Um, being overly sensitive, being ready to respond emotionally, right? That's all Mars and Cancer. Mars is response, Cancer is emotion. So, you know what I mean? You'll, this, this will subdue it, right, a great deal, right? M Mars is friends with Sun. Sun will be in Leo shortly. Mm -hmm. So that will stabilize a lot of this martial energy. Jupiter is aspecting Mars. So this should, should calm it down a great deal, right? Of course, it depends on your ascendant and what planet you have in your natal chart. But just in, generally, general, in general speaking, right, Mars will be empowered. And usually, what that's what happens. Yeah, I'm, when Mars is in a planet of a sign of debilitation, it's like a renewal, you know. Right. Yeah, I'm welcoming this. So, this, this is by all means, right? Take it for me. Definitely, I think it is for all of us. You know, Mars got his butt kicked in Cancer because he was opposition Saturn. Oh yeah. You know, and that's not. <laughs> that wasn't. That's not fun, right? I felt that too, man. I'll tell fun. you offline. For you, those of you that really.
I know you did. I know you did. <laughs> right, Mars and that ascendant debilitated, and then looking back with that restriction, that delay, yeah, definitely, definitely. But like I said, Mars is moving out, you know, and definitely giving us some different momentum. Um, but let's let's get let's get deeper. Let's get into this 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 whole thing we got going on today yeah. with uh, the person of the hour. Yeah, man, and you know. Um... You know, I know, I know, I don't think many of our listeners, except for we got, like I said, we international, you know, I mean, we got some Korean listeners and stuff, man. So definitely shout out to them and stuff like that and different um, parts of the globe. You know, they may be fans, you know, of the, uh, of the person of the hour mm -hmm. or whatnot, you know, um, but, you know, it's been in the news, a lot of different things going on in regards to this person. Um you know, um, very, very interesting stuff, man. I mean, it's a, it's a very unique situation. Um, you know, and, and, and for those who didn't know, you didn't read the title. We're talking about Britney Spears, right? Um, she's in this situation called a conservatorship, right? And it's essentially a situation that's usually applied to elderly. Elderly people, when they are, you know, they might be now Alzheimer's or, you know, different things like that. And they can't really handle their day to day affairs, um, affairs. But it's kind of rare to see that occur to someone who is younger, let alone a celebrity. So, you know, a lot of people have been getting insight into exactly what, um, you know, Britney Spears has been going through for, I believe, the last 13 years. Um, where she's pretty much been restricted in every way that you can think of um, in her just day-to-day -day life and stuff like that. And I guess at this point, she said she's had enough. And, um, you know, when I when I see, you you know, unique stories like that and stuff like that, and, you know, we, we got we to gotta pull the chart, you know, and then see, see what's going on and stuff like that. So, um, you know, and indeed, this is an interesting chart. It's a lot of interesting things going on with... Um, Miss uh, Britney Spears and this whole thing with family and different things like that or whatnot. So I got it pulled up right here. All right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. There she is, Virgo. Yep. Virgo Ascendant with that Utara Falguni. Shout out to Utara Falguni. Ascendant. Which they use. <laughs> They're usually the part of Virgo that is very um, forceful. Uh, they're not the typical Virgoan energy. So um, she's not the shy, reticent type that Virgos can produce. Or Virgos right. can be more shy. Not always, right? But a lot of times they can be. Like, you know, Ice Cube is a Virgo ascendant. And Cube is not a gregarious social person. Right, he's not. He's he can get in front of the camera or on the microphone, but he's not a he's not a socialite. Right, most Virgos are very much to themselves, but he's got. But Cube got some things that that light his chart up to give him some martial disposition that brings him out of that woodwork. But for the most part, most Virgos can be considered more or less, you know, um, more private and less. Um, socially adaptable adaptable but for otara falguni that's not the case otara falguni is the part of virgo 
that does have that ability to be out there in the limelight. They're community um, builders. Right? They like making connections. They're good friends. So, you know, it's ruled by Aryaman, which is the god of friendship. So, you know, Utaro Farguni can easily be one of the or the part of Virgo that's in the limelight. It's ruled by the sun, right? Utaro Farguni is co-ruled by the sun, right? So uh, the, the, the fame or being in a position of, of um, recognition is not something that they can't handle. So it's, you know, and you can see she's had a career, right? Being in the limelight. So that's not something that's, you know, she can't handle, but right. There are, let, let, let's make this, let's make this disclaimer. Virgos can be sensitive, right? And that sensitivity is heightened, right? With placements like the moon and Mercury are in certain positions, that sensitivity becomes stronger. And so, you know, um, when you look back and you can see her, I mean, Remember, we because we're going to mention about this this period coming up soon. She's going to have. But the thing that we look at is, number one, you know, where is her ascendant lord? Right? That, that always a tell-all, and it's in Scorpio, right, in the third house. This shows where she gets her courage from. The sun is there also combined or, or with Mercury, which also gives her a boost of confidence. And remember, she's Utara Falguni, so that's going to be reassured by that sun-Mercury comp- combination. It's almost like having a double Utara Falguni in her chart. Sun-Mercury combination and then sun, Mercury-Sun as far as the ascendant ruler. So I'm just showing you the patterns of why someone would be in the limelight that's built like this. So she is, she has courage, right? She has the ability to speak her mind, Mercury in the third with sun. But it is Scorpio. And so Virgo, along with that Scorpion energy, can also be, again, sensitive. Right. You know, sensitive to environment, sensitive to people, sensitive to thoughts, sensitive to opinions of others, sensitive to your fans, sensitive to whatever it is that's in your realm. It sensitizes you to that. And so sensitivity is then kind of creates the borderline for mental changes or challenges. So the next thing we look at is the mental disposition, the mind. And her moon is in the fifth house, which does give some brilliance. Believe it or not, moon in the fifth house many times can make people pretty smart or intelligent, right? Because the fifth house is the house of intelligence. So, you know, the mind goes there. But, you know, they say a lot of times that people are that are intelligent or borderline crazy. Right? <laughs> really smart people are borderline. Not always true, but it's a statement. Yeah. And that moon in the fifth house, again, it gives her the strength, right? The mental disposition to have a strong mind. Not in the sense of strong mind is insanity, but strong mind is doing what they want to do, what they want to do. Right. Right. Now, you know, she, she's, you know, she's, her mind is made up. When it's made up, it's made up. Right. She has a strong, strong mind, but sensitive mind. I know it seems like it couldn't be both, but it is. Fifth house is the house of Porvapunya, past life credit. 
Now, she's got two other planets there. We're going to talk about that. But the moon being there just alone shows that it's pretty good past life credit. For the most part. Right? Now, the moon also is with a very peculiar combination. It's with Venus and it's with K2. That is where the stability is shifted. That is where the, the, the stability is undermined. Because K2 is a planet that is not healthy to be con contacting the mind. K2 is a planet that takes you out of reality instantly. And then Venus is there. Now, they're not within the degrees that would really be prominent to really be super effective, but it's there. It's enough. It's within 30 degrees. It's in the same sign. That is still considered a conjunction. Right. So, bar none, right? This is the pattern of someone that has some mental challenges. Not crazy, mentally, you know, sensitive to the point where they have to have someone care for them now you know and it, i'm not going to analyze the whole chart but looking at it from what it is right we want to see when could this particular combination play out right we want to see when is it going to play out well her first real her first nut up Right or her first episode or first uh, 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 fallout was in 2008 when she shaved her hair. Now maybe it was some things before that had happened, that's and we, we didn't saw. know. That's what we saw. It. That's what we saw. It, right. <laughs> and if you look, if uh, if you open up the Dasha sequence, you'll see that in 2008 she was in a Rahu. Moon Dasha. Right. Right there. See, the next Dasha is 2009. So between the two is, two, is 2008. And she's in a Rahu Moon Dasha. Dasha Bukti, to be exact. So, <laughs> as you have heard us talk about Rahu in the past, <laughs> if you're in a Rahu Dasha, Buckle up, right? Because it's a wild ride. You're riding the head of the dragon. Oh, yeah. And isn't it interesting that Rahu is in the sign of cancer, which is the moon, which is ruled by the moon. <laughs> Not only that, the moon is in the Rahu K2 axis. And it's in the fifth house and the fifth house is a house of intelligence so if the third house the fifth house if those houses are affected those are houses that you can that can denote insanity or mental instability mentally being mentally challenged right so you know you can see that rahu moon dasha is when the jump off began right that's when she really began to lose touch with reality right? Rahu helps that <laughs> Rahu is the planet that creates delusions illusions of grandeur yeah Rahu's true so it's hard this is a hard 
Yeah, Rahu's no joke. It's not an easy thing to deal with, folks. And those of you that are listening that know about Rahu, shout out in the shout out in the in the in the in the chat if you know about Rahu. Because Rahu will rock your world. It's a long ride on that dragon too. Right. It's a years. long ride, 18 <laughs> years. <laughs> and you can take that dragon can take you to space. Right, and it can take you to the to the depths of dirt. Right, <laughs> it it has range to do it and everything within its power, and so you know you can see this person's on top of the world. I mean, Britney Spears was a household name, and I mean, in maybe not in many African American homes, but you know she is. Oh yeah, what you know, it's not like she maybe gets pumped in my radio, right? But I tell you what. There was a time when I turned the radio on and she was on there. Yeah. You know what I mean? So she's had her time. She's had her notoriety. She's had her fame. She's had her walk in the sun. And it's still very, she's still very prominent to some degree. She's not on the radio as much, but like we were talking about, you know, she's in Vegas getting paid $500,000 a show. So, you know, well, who needs radio when you get half a million dollars to stand up in front of people? I don't right? know if she's getting all of that. I was looking at it a little deeper, but she's getting, she has certain, she got opportunities. She's making money a different way now. You know what I mean? Not, not like off of new stuff, but she's, okay. a, she's like a legacy act at this point. Right. Right, 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 right. Got you, got you. And that makes sense. You know, yeah. you know, she's at the age where she's not the young pop star anymore, right? No. Um, but, you know, looking at this thing here and what's going on, you know, um, if I'm correct, her father was the one that was given conservatorship over her estate. Yeah. Right? Yep. And uh, recently... Um, she was just reinstated by the conservatorship, not the government, not the law, right? Daddy <laughs> basically said, you're fit to drive again. <laughs> now, she's in her what? I believe her, her 30s, right? Almost 40, right? Almost, she's in her 30s. She's right. 40. No, she... Yeah, she's 40. She's in her 40s. She's 40. She's 40s. Yep. Yeah, she's in her 40s. 40. She's 40 this year. Yep. Right? She'll be 40 she's, this year. She's 39. There's a 40-year-old woman. 39. Yeah. 39, right. She'll be 40 this year. There's a 40-year-old, 39-year-old, 40-year-old woman that has to answer to her father. That is probably very demeaning in the public eye. You know, if you're a star and you got to answer and beg your daddy, to just go to drive, you know, up the street, you know, it, it, that's fairly humiliating. It's fairly demeaning. But, you know, I'm not sure I'm not a doctor and I don't know what her condition was diagnosed as, nor do I even know if she has it. I've never heard of the condition. Right. I know she was pronounced 5150. They did say she was 5150 and she was committed to some institutions to help her with her issue. But, you know, I just wonder, I don't know, you know, crazy is different in different areas and different races. You know, it, shaving your head off, that's something you just do, right? I mean, people do that all day. Sinead O'Connor shaved her. I mean, that just happens. But, you know, maybe the circumstances around her, I, I'm not sure. I'm not, I didn't keep up on the kind of um, bell blow by blow type deal. But the they look pronounced crazy. her 5150. They admitted her. 
Yeah, the picture yeah, was great. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. like she I was like she was styling yeah. and profiling like I'm rocking it. <laughs> it was like I've lost it. <laughs> yeah, someone right. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, but you know, it, 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 she didn't do something like run out in the street butt naked. You know what I mean? Like that to me, or like you know, sit on the balcony eating bonbons. You know, it just you know, there's other things you could have done to me that would warrant super crazy. But you know, teach his own. But nonetheless, the father is the person that's over her estate, mm-hmm. and. If you look at the chart, right, you're going to see how this thing is situated. So one of the things that you learn in this science is that for each ascendant, well, let's say for each, for various types of ascendants, there are different houses that create what are called obstructions. And they're called Badak Stanas. B H A D A K A. Baraka or Badak. Stana, Stana just means house. So they're houses that create obstructions. And so for all cardinal ascendants, meaning for Aries, Cancer, Libra, and Capricorn, the 11th house is a house that creates obstacles. For fixed ascendants, it's the ninth house. So for for Taurus, uh, Leo, Scorpio, and Aquarius, the ninth house is what creates issues or obstructions, things that get in your way. Well, for mutable signs, Gemini, Virgo, um, Sag, and Pisces, the seventh house is the house of obstruction, meaning that the mate is usually or partners or people that play the, the role of partner, or people that are in the position of giving you knowledge and understanding can be enemies, or not enemies in the sense of being against you, but obstruct you from doing the things that you feel like you want to do. Now, you know, there's a way we use this so that we understand kind of who and what's doing the obstruction, and we find where Jupiter is placed. Well, if you take a look at Jupiter, Jupiter is placed in the second house. If you pay attention to the Dasha, she's in a Jupiter Dasha. So what does that mean? That means that this time of life, she feels obstructed. She feels that things are in her way. Well, where is it placed? It's in the second house. Who was given a conservatorship? Her family, specifically her father, but the family is governing her affairs, mm-hmm. right? That feels obstruction. And not only it's who, which is family, but what is being obstructed, and that's her money. <laughs> the second house is your savings, your bankroll. She can't get access to her money. We were just discussing, she has $2,000 she could spend per month. <laughs> that's it. That's deep. That's next level. That's poverty. Two thousand dollars. That's that's below. That's below poverty. <laughs> Not to say Britney Spears needs or wants for anything, but just consider you're a world-renowned pop singer, and you have over just a little over two thousand dollars in your pocket, and you want to go and do. You can't. <laughs> 
it, it, I mean, the, the feeling of that is obstruction. The feeling of that is someone is in your way. So she made a comment that stated, because she was supposed to perform or is supposed to perform, and she stated that if she or her father continues as conservator, or he is in the position of her conservatorship, she is not going to perform. So you can see, right, there's, you know, I don't want to say a Mexican standoff, but there are some things that are <laughs> there to teach her some definite lessons right? about mental stability, right? mental focus, mental discipline. Mm -hmm. that's, that's part of what's going on here. And so we look at the chart in several ways. One of the things that we do is we make connections. We kind of tie things together, and that's called sambanda. Banda means to lock, right? Sam means that was just similar. So you're locked into something similar or you're tied into something similar, right? And so those 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 yoga people, right. people out there who who, who do yoga stretches. Banda. So yeah. Bandas. Uriana, Banda, Ulahara, Banda, those are Jalahandra Banda. Right. Same same right. meaning. Uriala Jalatandra. Those are bond. Banda means lock. Yeah. Right? Like people talk about soulmates. There's no such thing. Right? But you have what is called Rinubanda, right? Which are soul ties. Right? Ties, banda, connections, locks, things that lock you with other people. Right. right. So <clears throat> Jupiter is in the second house, right? We say, how does that father, Rod? I don't see daddy, right? Well, if you look, there's a connection. Whenever there's a planet placed in a sign, that other sign has a direct connection to the sign in which the planet is placed because they're, they're ruled by the same planet. So anytime something is in Libra, you can also say that Taurus has a connection. Yeah. Well, Taurus is <laughs> the ninth house, which is the house of the father. So automatically we see that there is a connection when the Jupiter period hits, when the Jupiter Dasha scheme runs, the father becomes an enemy. The father becomes someone that is obstructing her because that person, and plays the role and stands in that stead as the barak, that, that person that's going to interrupt her. Not only that, Venus, which is what rules Jupiter, is which what planet? It's with, it's with the K sun. It's with, yeah. It's with the sun, right? No, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, no, no I'm sorry. It's with K2. Excuse yeah, me. I'm sorry. K2. It's with K2. In the fifth house. Right. It's with K2 in the fifth house. Right. That fifth house is again mental stability. So right now she's it's it's see, right on K2. It's driving her more crazy. It's right on K2. Right. So it's driving her more nuts. She's going nuts because she feels so restricted. I mean, at a 40-year-old age, I probably I mean, considering, you know, mental health and issues, but Normal people would feel a little awkward being someone that you can't you can't do anything and you're a world famous star. 
It's just, it's, it's, you know, Jupiter is a planet that we would think is all benevolent, right? It's all good. And from where we look to her life, she doesn't, she doesn't have a care in the world. You know, she doesn't have a want. She's not like she's in, in need or dire straits, but it's still uncomfortable is what I'm trying to show. Well, you know, it's still not fun. It's still not all that. Yeah, but you know, I guess another way you can look at it is like it's probably what she needed. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Like it really, it, right. it, it, it's it's it. Maybe she's perceiving it a particular way, but as far as her life in general, it probably is overall giving her a beneficial, you know, outcome. Because she she at her outcome. state, she probably would have blew mm-hmm. blew through all her <laughs> all her little all money, that money would have been gone gone <laughs> all that money would have been gone all that money would have been gone right so it's bittersweet you know it doesn't feel sweet to her because you know it's your money you didn't make the money i did but that mental stability right the mental ground in which she sits on is very shaky i mean if you you know, and go, you know, and look at the picture. I mean, she's aging, folks. You know, we age every day, we don't trip, right? Right, because we're not in the position of being in the limelight. But when you're in the limelight, every little crack, every little, you know, every little thing, you know, it they it's noticeable. And you know, sorry, folks, black just don't crack like that. <laughs> Right. It doesn't. So, you know, when you're of that persuasion, it, you age a little faster. Right. And your youth leaves a little faster. And so we were talking about, you know, what happens? You know, what's going to happen? What What's the future look like for her? And, you know, she has a very large catalog. I, we were looking. I was just reviewing it. She has a very she's a pretty big catalog. So it's not like, you know, she won't ever, she'll be broke. I mean, it has happened, but if, if everything's done properly and they manage her money, right, she should be well into old age with money. Right. Well into her old age with resources. But, you know, the phase of the hot young little white girl, you know, the hot pop singer, that's done. <laughs> you know, that's done. Her last album what we were recalling she's got some singles but her last real album was in 2016 so you know i'm not going to say she's going to fade into obscurity but she'll be one of those kind of oh yeah yeah what what's go where's she been that kind you know fading into the back of the public mind and you know not really having that limelight in in that spotlight um saturn is the next dasha that she goes into and we look at Saturn from number one, the ascendant and it's Virgo. Saturn is a bittersweet planet for Virgo. Um, it rules the fifth house, which is a very beneficial and positive house, but it also rules um, a trica house, which is a very challenging house. So it's kind of like bittersweet in a way, right? Um, I'm going to say a little bit sweeter than more bitter. Because Saturn does have affinity and friendship with Virgo. And these are rules you'll learn in level two, right, of the astrology fundamentals course that I teach, right? Level two, we go through and we explain and go through each 
planet with each particular ascendant. And Saturn for Virgo is literally, it rules one of the best houses and it rules a, a somewhat challenging house, right? But when you look at the scheme, right, the fifth house is the second strongest and then the sixth house is the second uh, strongest tracker. So like I said, it's like a half and half deal, a little towards the sweet side because again, Saturn is just friendly to Virgo. But nonetheless, Saturn is a planet that is not all that. It does age, obviously, and she's going to age rapidly, right? Saturn's in the ascendant, so that means that when Saturn begins to turn on, aging, it happens quick, right? It's like, shoo, right, gosh, like she looks 70, right? So this is some of the things that you're going to see when Saturn dodge hits. And this is, she's got a ways away. I think it's 2026, if I'm correct, right? Yeah. Yeah. So she's got about five years left of the Dasha. But after the, at, during these five years, Saturn gains in strength and Jupiter wanes. So as Jupiter wanes, right, the, the obstructions will probably dis diminish. But then Saturn is the planet of what? <laughs> Obstruction, <laughs> right? Obstruction. <laughs> right. But it is in the ascendant. So that's a healthy position, right? It's not in the challenge position. It's in, in Chitra Nakshatra. You know, it's not the, Chitra Nakshatra is not one of the worst Nakshatras for it. But again, you know, it could, it's not, it's, it's kind of like a 50 50 type deal. Mm -hmm. Damn it if you do, damn if you don't. Um, kind of, it's up to you. You know, when it's 50 50, it's kind of up to you. What are you going to do with my energy? Are you going to be fearful? Are you going to sit around and, be angry and think about the past or are you going to be productive and constructive and build towards the future or are you going to say well you know maybe my day is past and that but i have another day of doing this saturn still gives you opportunities to make healthy strong important impacts on your karma and other people's lives so that will take place and she will literally um become less prominent become less of um of of a um, visual fic uh, visual figure, but she probably will will be released from the conservatorship. That's more than likely what will happen, because Saturn will then be the planet of responsibility. Right. So it's twofold, right? Even though it does have its delays and denial, not delays, not denial. Saturn doesn't deny. It delays. They have their delays and they have their restrictions, but that teaches them how to manage. It teaches them how to guide and to plan <clears throat> and to look down the line as far as the future is concerned. So it would be that when this Saturn Dasha hits, she more than likely will get full control over her life again. But by that time, well, how much damage could you really do? I mean, you're in, almost in your fifties. Yeah, you can't. I mean, so you, you, you know, get, this is get clowned for trying to be out here, trying to be a young. Yeah, it's not <laughs> young fifty year old. That's yeah, that's, that's <laughs> in the club. You know, and now she's now you can see it. She's you know, it hasn't hit all the way yet that you're almost you're forty. Forty's right? mm -hmm. not the new thirty. Sorry, right? <laughs> not in not in the music industry, right? Maybe in the streets, but in the music industry. 40 is the Maybe for 40 is the new 80. Maybe for right? a guy. <laughs> right. 
you know. 40 is the new 80, right? <laughs> right. It goes the other way, right? When you're in the industry, right? Right. When you're a guy, you might be able to laugh that longevity laugh, but you know, if you're a hot woman and you know, beauty and all that's your thing and youth is your thing and pop is your thing, you know, a 50 year old pop star is not that popular. No. A forty-year-old pop star is not that popular, right? Yeah, it's pop. Unless right? you share or something like as that. As in kids, as in child. <laughs> right, right. So, you know, we can kind of see, you know, where things are headed. We haven't mentioned any transits, right? No, no need to. But easily, easily seen, right? K two is over uh, that Mercury and Sun. Uh, those Mercury and Sun, and K two is over her third house of taking action. Yeah. Well, one, one right. One, it's the third house of driving. One transit I do want to mention. We <laughs> we kind of briefly talked about it. Was it's interesting that this is kind of coming out when the full moon's going to be in Shravana, you know, right here in her, um, you know, yeah. uh, you know, right her, there on her moon or her moon, <laughs> or whatnot. Right. You know, and 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 that moon degree, that moon degree, that moon degree, literally, right, is called the degree of changes. And it says it's a the symbol is a silver-haired garment lying in the mud. Overhand are the dark clouds of an approaching storm. It denotes one whose fate is greatly influenced by the acts of others. Wow. Hmm. And whose life is blended with the hopes and ambitions of the many. He will or she will have trials and temptations and can only defend herself and her honor by firmly refusing to be drawn into the affairs of an unworthy nature. This is another interesting degree area. It has to do with limitations. It has to do with illness, circumstances, poverty, or possessive parents. But for whatever reasons, the natives prevented or hindering or hindered from developing freely. Wow. That is the exact degree of her moon. At 18 degrees Capricorn, that's what it produces. And it's the mind, the moon that's there, which reinforces the mental instability. Right? That's crazy. When I read that degree, I said, wow, how accurate is this? Right? To be on that moon and to reveal that that moon produces parents that are restrictive and controlling not to say it was bad because sometimes you need that control but again it's there right so this is destiny for her her mind has to experiences experience these karmic recompenses so that she can gain mental understanding about having sound mind and body you know it's crazy how these planets are placed at these exact degrees you know, every show I try to include a degree. If you've noticed, I've been doing it for the past shows. Mm -hmm. right? I try to include a degree to show you that the specifics of something is inside of the degrees as well. Meaning the signs, the nakshatras, the padas, but not only the padas, but the degrees tell a great deal about a person's destiny. So if you have a chance... Get your get a hand, get yourself a hand on this book right here, right? Hey, hey, I'm gonna tell it's you, definitely now, you, one that you won't miss. 
You're gonna have a hard time trying to find that book. This is right. Here's a book for you. Right. I found it many, many moons ago. Right, and it has served me well. So definitely, if you get it, let us know because we want to know where it is so we can get a copy. Because you know, one copy I usually have two, and my, you know, my partner here needs one, so we need to get a hold of this. If you find it, let us know. We definitely will. You know, we'll, we'll grab some if if they're available. Yeah, it's been out but, of print for a little bit. Um, with that being said, yeah, it has, and it you know they come back. Mm-hmm. You just have to sometimes be patient. Sometimes they don't come back, right? But a lot of times they do, and. A lot of times they even come back and they, you know, added materials, but definitely keep your eye on out for that book. The author is M.C. Jane. Um, it's an it's a it's a um, Vedic astrology uh, degree book. So you want to look like in the eastern t- side of things, right? As far as you know, your websites and stuff, you might be able to find it in a nook and cranny somewhere. Yeah. But um, you know, with that being said, I think we we definitely did this one real justice and showing the connections and the points uh, not only in the the floods right around the world that we're seeing but also in a chart of a young lady or was a young lady that had some mental illnesses and is slowly recovering and trying to gain some normalcy so i I think we've done both of them pretty pretty good a pretty good analysis indeed 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 so you know as always with that being said um, you know, this episode was brought to you by Push It Forward Media Group, Calaprucia Astrology, and our good people on Patreon. And shout out to everybody that's hanging with us, you know, early morning or whatnot out here um, on the chat and everything like that, man. Big up to y'all. Big shout out to y'all and stuff like that, man. And, um, you know, I think we got a good episode in the back or whatnot, you know. Um, Rob, before we get out of here, you had anything you wanted to add to people? No, nope. Just same time, same channel. We're looking forward to the next episode. Indeed, indeed. And, um, you know, make sure you check out the other podcasts in the uh, Push It Forward podcast network or whatnot as well. You can get to that from um, our Instagram, um, Push It Forward at P-U-S-H-I-T-F-W-D. And um, you can, you know, there's links to all those different, um, you know, um, shows and stuff like that. Interesting stuff going on. And we got more stuff to come, so stay tuned. Excellent shows, great topics, definitely things that are pertinent, relevant, right? You're definitely talking about things that make you think and say, you know what? That's something that I, I didn't consider or that I did consider, um, especially the one where does veganism make you spiritual? That's a really good podcast. Definitely something to consider if you're thinking that diet, what goes in your mouth necessarily affects what comes out. Indeed. So, Tune into those. Tune into those. They're definitely ones that um, are thought provoking and a lot of us can relate to trying to live in certain lifestyles and mindsets. Absolutely. Absolutely. So with that being said, um, thank you all for tuning in and we will be back next week. Same place. Another great episode. We're out. Peace. Peace. Thank you.